Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I am your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 59 with my friend Jordan. You guys, I got the most unique opportunity in that I got to interview my childhood best friend. Jordan and me were best friends in elementary school, and then he moved away after fifth grade, and we reconnected and had our first conversation in like 27 years on this podcast. And it was, it was, an amazing joy to be able to have that experience. I think it's such a unique opportunity. And if, if you've ever found yourself sitting there thinking about uh, some person you might've been friends with as a kid that you literally haven't seen since uh, with social media, you probably already know where they're at, what they're doing. So reach out and have that, have that hour long conversation. It, it's really remarkable. I hope you guys enjoy this. And without further ado, Here's my friend, Jordan. Hey! hey. How's it going? Good, man. Oh, it's been a super long time. Um, I'm so excited to, to see you and talk to you. It's been, what, 26, 27 years? Uh, it's been over 20. It's yeah. been too long. That's it's, all I know. It's, it's crazy. Cool. And I, I think it's hilarious that you're wearing glasses because I was going to point wow. out the the irony that I was the one wearing glasses now. And I think you, for the most, just judging off Facebook pictures, have gone to contacts, or, I'm guessing, for a lot. Or just... I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wear contacts when I'm not being lazy, but I don't know. It's a lazy Sunday, so... No, hey, more power to you. Glasses, glasses it is. I didn't have to wear glasses till I was uh, like almost 20. And so I never got to practice with contacts and I tried it once and it did not work for me. And my wife still makes fun of me to this day for that. Uh, (laughs) Couldn't get the fucking things out of my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're, they're pain. So yeah, glasses is like my go-to in in most situations. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, super excited about this, uh, catch up and, and see, what you've been doing the last uh, three decades and and find out uh, anything else I can. Um, I kind of wanted to start, well, I start with how I know people, right? And right. <laughs> I've, I've, I refer to you as my elementary school best friend. There you go. <laughs> hey. Um, we, we grew up together. I mean, my memories are uh, hanging out at your parents' house on snow days and you, me, and Kevin Worley just sticking around and uh, <laughs> listening. Uh, I mentioned the Green Day Dookie thing because I remember both of us, I think, got the CD or the cassette at the same time. I we're had like, the cassette, yeah. yeah. We're like listening I, I in my mom's car or something. I know. You were probably one of the first person I know that actually had a CD player. So I was like, whoa. Yeah, you can thank my brother <laughs> you for that. You don't have to press the rewind and fast forward button all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think my, but, my brother is like mowing lawns or shoveling snow so he could go buy a CD player. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, I made yeah, Green home. Day. <laughs> Green Day was, and Green Day and I think the Metallica Black album were like my first ever album. So yeah, on, on cassette. First introduction to like music outside of playing yeah, recorder. Yeah, well, my parents and always jammed school. out to, which was like country and like Christian. Yeah, know. that's so funny. But, hey, I, de- I developed my own taste eventually, and yeah, now I'm trying to move that on to you know my children and, and get them 
into the music that they like. I don't want to like you know oppress anything on them. But. Oh, see, I'm the I'm the exact opposite. I don't have kids yet, but I already have plans on how I'm going to make them like the music that I think. They well, like. okay, so that's the thing. <laughs> okay, I'll give you some good tips because I don't try to force on them, but they just kind of like what I listen to a lot now, and it, it's just like I think that's what I've learned from my parents. Is like I think my parents were really always trying to be forceful, you know, their way or the highway type thing, and I think I. Yeah. You know, rebelled against that and i'm sure we'll, we'll dig into this stuff a little bit more as we go but yeah um, i want to i want to kind of talk about about your parents a little too um and just recap what i know and then i also need you to settle a debate about your mom and dad <laughs> okay. oh boy <laughs> but well so you have three brothers right yep i was the oldest yeah you're the oldest of three uh of four it's you lyndon curtis and eldon you got it. Yeah. Yep. Baby Eldon was uh, the youngest when we when we moved up north. So. Yeah. I remember he was still a, a infant. Uh, he was a type, Last yep. time I saw you, yeah. Um, <laughs> he still goes by Baby Eldon sometimes, though. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be rough having the same name as your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so your parents, uh, looking back now as an adult, I, I have a theory that your parents were like hippies. Am I wrong there? <laughs> um, I believe so. I mean, I, more and more comes out as we as I learn. <laughs> yeah. But they uh, they do kind of fit that. I mean, I think they were like kind of kind of late coming into the actual hippie trend. Like my mom's older brother definitely was like in the you know late sixties hippie era. Yeah. My parents were more of like the seventies kind of like late coming <laughs> hippie type generation, I guess. But yeah, I just I, I can definitely see that in some of their old photos and, and hear some of the old stories. <laughs> Yeah, when I now that I'm like older and I look back, and I, the person I was discussing this with was my mom. I told her I was going to be talking to you, and she's like, "Oh, really? When was the last time you talked to him?" I was like, "Uh, I don't know, longest time ago." Yeah. Um, but I was like, "Mom, you knew her parent, or you knew his parents? Were they like hippies?" And she's like, "No, I don't think so." And I was like, "I think they were. They like your mom was such like a family love kind of person, and and your dad seemed pretty laid back, and." uh I don't know. The, the, I got a real hippie vibe when I look back on it, but I could, I mean, I, you obviously would know better than I would, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see a little bit of it. They, I mean, they weren't like totally ingrained to the counterculture society, but they were, they definitely had some of those vibes. For yeah. Sure. That's funny. Um, but well, so you growing up, they turned into the more, more wholesome Christian oriented, you know, strict, I think is, <laughs> is the way I felt back then anyway, but yeah. I, and I want to, kind of get into what that was like growing up up there and but before we get there um you you grew up you were born in michigan right uh, i was born in louisiana oh uh moved to the you know detroit clarkston area i think we lived in pontiac for a few years and then clarkston um so i only lived in louisiana for about a year and okay. then that area of michigan until sixth grade i think or going into sixth grade when we moved up north so yeah and i mean i touched on it a little just we were hanging out and kind of having fun through elementary school. And I mean, I remember we'd, we'd make teachers let us rearrange our desks so we could like all sit together <laughs> instead. And, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, we had definitely a pretty tight knit group there, didn't we? Yeah. And this is, I think, where we share something in common. You moved up after fifth grade, you moved up to the northern side of Michigan. For anyone, for anyone that doesn't live in Michigan, I'll just say the northern side of Michigan. Um, and your dad bought it was a sheep farm, right? Yep. Um, yeah. They had actually owned it. My grandpa bought it, I think, five or six years before we moved up oh, there. Oh, okay. 
So, and my dad kind of went in on it with him, and then eventually decided to move everybody up to there. So, now I uh, now obviously didn't move out of the area, so I still had the like geography in common, which was nice. But I don't know if you remember, everybody from Pineab, our elementary school, went to Sashaba Junior High, yep. and then yep. me. Mike O'Brien and one other person went to Clarkston. So I, I had to start the school where I knew nobody. So I wouldn't uh, have been in middle school with you anyway. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> apparently <crazy>. not. <laughs> huh. But it's a, it was, it's a strange transition uh, going into a brand new school with a brand new layout of like as far as your classes and stuff with like you don't know anybody. Right. Um, and I know what that was like for me, which was fucking terrible. So uh-huh. I'll probably project a lot of questions on you, but... What was that transition like? Not only the school part, but like just moving up there. Because I, I came up there a couple times um, before school started, but then I, they, that's it. Um, right. And for um, me, it was like, cool, there's hay bales and cow skulls. and like. <laughs> so, there, yeah, there's definitely a lot of cool shit about living up here and, and being on a ranch and stuff like that. But um, definitely a difficult transition when, yeah, you're in a neighborhood with, you know, tons of other kids around and then. We moved to a spot where our nearest neighbor was over a mile away. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm kind of isolated out here. And then, um, so you went to a new middle school that was probably, what, eight, uh, six, eight, right? Yeah. I came into a school that was six through 12th grade. So oh, I'm Jesus. like low man on a <laughs> like tiny fish in a, you know, sort of still a pretty small pond, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, just having the older kids and I'm coming in, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? That's nuts. But, uh, you know, I, I think I handled it better than some of my younger brothers. Like, they, they struggled with the, the move a lot more, and then I kind of, you know, got to the new school and sort of had a couple people that I latched on to. And I had a lot of different friends over the years, but, you know, it was it was a tight-knit community where everybody kind of knows everybody, and everybody hangs out with everybody, so it wasn't, like, that difficult to make friends, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Well, what's like? What's the graduating class sizes up there? Uh, now. Well, <laughs> back back my, when you were. My my graduating class, I think, had forty five. Oh wow! Class of two thousand one. Wow. Uh, now it's down to about twenty five, thirty. Oh, it's halved. Big number. So yeah, it's smaller. Oh wow! Um, we've actually now moved into where I teach at the school where I graduated from, and we've moved all into one building. That's uh, K twelve now. Actually, pre K twelve. My my wife teaches uh, preschool there too. So. That's nuts! Wow, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So how I, I I'm gonna branch off on this for a second because I'm just I'm super interested in that. Like, yeah, I know what you are your... kind of go chronologically, but I'm yeah, I, kind of gonna be bumping. I always try to, and it just it never actually works. But um, <laughs> but like, what are your what are your personal if you teach there? Like, what are your class sizes? Uh, okay, so I'm currently teaching special education, so I have more oh, okay. of a caseload than an actual class. But the yeah. typical class is about. 15 kids um you know in a classroom 15 um some of them have up to 20 but then yeah so, and some of it's like 20 students and that's like the whole grade basically yeah you have to in one one room so that's it's, nuts. yeah wow um all right going back different, different. Yeah. <laughs> so well I, I did your did you guys moving up there together and then all of you having to kind of make new friends and everything did that bring you and your brothers closer together or kind of all branch off your own separate way or what did that look like i think i think for a time we were closer together um like me and my second brother Lennon, we actually i guess 
growing up shared a lot of the same friends. So sometimes that caused difficulties, yeah. and sometimes it was cool that we could all hang out. And then my younger brothers, they had their own separate groups, but um, a lot of times it was actually me, Lennon, and Curtis all kind of ganging up and picking on the young one, little Elton. So I'm, I'm trying to pay him back eventually with, with kindness now, but there's a time when Elton kind of got the short end of the stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, did Lennon's only, what, less than two years apart from you? He's, he's like two years, to, you know, two grade levels below yeah. me, but yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's it's so funny thinking about all you guys because – like uh obviously when i found you on facebook i like tried to find your brothers oh, okay. and like just because you know the last memory i have you guys look like little kids all blonde haired little kids and like so seeing everybody grow up and and beards and, and everything and uh, it's, it's, well. it's just crazy and mind-blowing like the way i don't know people well you uh, can see that yeah my, my my quarantine look here is oh, a yeah. little bit more of like the mountain man look i guess uh, <laughs> But a lot of people say I look like my dad now, so I guess that's uh, not the worst thing. Yeah, there you go. I was gonna say take take that however you want. I I don't know how you want to view that. <laughs> um, and then you're so you're growing up when you were down here uh, before we moved up there. Your dad worked on airplanes, right? Oh yeah. I remember yeah, being there a couple the times. Oakland Pontiac Airport. There. Yeah, which you know it's funny. One of my best friends flies out of there now. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, I used to come here as a kid and like find right? Petoskey stones while your dad was working. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in the parking lot. yeah. Um, and then your mom was just stay-at-home mom, right? Or did she, she teach? Did. She had like she had a preschool because she was a teacher when we lived in Louisiana, and then moved up to uh, Michigan. She was basically a full-time mom until I think I and Lyndon were probably in elementary school when she started kind of her own home daycare but slash like preschool okay uh, she called it discovery school i think and so there's always a lot of kids running around the house <laughs> yeah i was one of those a couple times um oh yeah, oh, yeah. so i i think i just like obviously relating a lot of this to like when i knew you guys um but i remember when i would go to your house there was always there's always more rules than there were at my house and yeah <laughs> i wonder how that the the rules and the discipline transitioned into like ranch life because uh, obviously I got to work on like stereotypes and lack of knowledge but I imagine you guys had to help out a lot and and do hard work and like get up early and like the physical I mean I helped you guys bail hail and hay and I was like oh, eleven and I was, was like why am I doing this that <laughs> so. was tough that was tough back then um it it definitely kind of instilled a little bit more on me of like a, a hard work ethic. Um, I did want to say, going back, you, going to your house was always like an escape for me. Because, yeah, I got to like, watch rated R movies and like listen to music that had parental advisory stickers <laughs> on it. And stuff. It's like, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, but so, yeah, my parents, they they were strict. You know, we didn't have cable television. That's what yeah. they, they still don't. <laughs> you know? But I guess everybody's kind of cutting the cord with that now. But, well, you know, it's funny. Some of the going full circle uh i had my first beer which was in o'duels at your parents house when we were like 10 and i was like this is disgusting yeah the non-alcoholic beer and now i am like a a snooty non-alcoholic beer connoisseur because i quit drinking yeah so i have i have like all these different na beers and it's just funny i was like oh i guess I did have an NA beer back when I was 
10 years old. That's funny. That I don't remember. You got like a mind like a steel trap. When it oh, you'd be surprised what I've blocked out, though. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. no, that's that's crazy. But I'm um, sorry. Uh, going back to, yeah, growing up and having to, I mean, what's the, what's that like living on a farm, really? Because that's, I mean, that's right. what it was. Well, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, yeah, you're up at the crack of dawn and doing this and all that. But at our ranch, it wasn't as much about that. I mean, my dad, you know, he's still running things, and his daily schedule consists of, like, sitting on the computer, going on Facebook, and <laughs> checking his emails and stuff for the first, like, 20, or I guess. 20 hours of the day. Well, yeah, <laughs> sometimes. See, he'll, he'll put off the chores until the last possible minute sometimes, it seems like. But, That's funny. Um, you know, we don't have, like, you know, cows and stuff like that. They got to milk, you know. It's just... uh. Feeding, feeding hay in, in, in the summertime, though, that's the busy time of the year. And that's when I know you visited a few times and you got put to work. Um, uh, you know, at first I wasn't getting paid for it and I was, I did a lot of complaining, but, you know, <laughs> eventually I, I started getting compensated for it. And then it's like, oh, okay, I like that. And then I still go there every summer and help out and um, do what I can and still lifting bales and <laughs> running a lot more tractors machinery a lot now, you know now but That's a little funny. bit less manual labor but so what's the what's your social life like in middle school and high school so yeah coming to hale had a couple pretty good friends that i met um you know my first year and then I discovered uh, sports. I mean, going back to elementary, I was always into, you know, playing football out at recess and stuff with other kids. And yeah. Football was my thing. Um, so I was I was a little bit into sports, and, and coming to Hale, I think, was a blessing in that regard because you know, I wouldn't have sniffed any of the I'm – not, I'm not super athletic or anything, <laughs> but, um, you know, at Clarkson, I never would have sniffed the court. Or well, you were like a small and, kid too, right? If right. I remember yeah, I was, correctly. I was, I was small. <laughs> I was, I was scrawny back then. I put on some weight since, but um, coming to Hale, you know, I could get on a team and, you know, play, get playing time and actually eventually start, you know, by the time I was a senior, you know, once I did grow into my body a little bit more. So. Yeah. But so that, that kind of changed my social life a little bit, you know, hang out with the you know, athletic crowd or whatever. But that, uh, you know, in Hale, it wasn't as clicky. There are groups, but they all still kind of like, hung out together, partied together eventually, you know, we were in high school, everybody kind of just knows everybody, hangs out with everybody, and for the most part, gets along, every once in a while, there's fights and stuff like that. But. Yeah, but I, I'm wondering, and a lot of this, I'm trying my best to not, like, compare, because I was like, we both grew up here, and then, like, separated, so right, <laughs> like, right. What what are those two parallel universes look like? Um, oh, yeah, that's way different. <laughs> but, like, so did you, I mean, what? Were your social events more like probably same as mine, or were they more like stereotypical? We live near farms, like pickup trucks uh, and, and beers, or was it like video games and and uh, other random crap like that? So yeah, I had friends that we'd go down to his mom's basement and just play video games all night long and stuff. That was you know more the middle school life, but then yeah. um yeah, once you get into high school up here, it was uh. I liken it to uh, Days of Confused almost, where it's like you go find a field out in the middle of the woods somewhere and bring a keg and everybody build a fire and then just everybody's out partying and hanging out. All 45 of the graduating class. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's so, fun. What, uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned kind of getting into 
athletic stuff and football and and you had your your social group like were there any any times just in school that you you had to like overcome anything that was kind of like this is shitty or, or just like maybe the transition getting up there or anything like that yeah i don't know i mean i think my biggest issue was always with my parents like i you know coming to hale i was always trying to and i, I know they're gonna like they kind of already know this and then trying to make it up to them now as, I, as I'm getting older and I still live close to the parents so but I was kind of embarrassed of them like you know my family's kind of goody-goody they, they got all these rules yeah um I don't want to follow these rules so eventually in high school I was kind of you know rebelling against the, the household um but yeah even in middle school I'd try to avoid like my mom coming to like sports banquets and stuff like that I was like don't worry about it mom I'll, I'll take care <laughs> it's yeah. like I don't know. I, I feel bad about that now, and and the the violin thing. I don't know if you remember that. Um, I, I do remember you did play. Yeah, right. Yeah. I took violin lessons probably starting at oh five, God, yeah. four to five years old, and didn't have a choice about it. So I hated. It. I had to get up in the morning before school a couple of days a week, go to the violin lessons, <laughs> and go to oh, school. Oh, it was in the morning. <laughs> yeah. That's mean. And and, and so I was like. So once we got to Hale, I was like, okay, I'm free of the violin thing. I never picked up a violin for probably 10 years after that. Um, but now my mom still teaches violin to kids. And um, she has a group at our church that, that we play with. Um, and she roped me in back into it. And now um, she moved me to the next size up string instruments. It's, it's called a viola. Oh, yeah. And I play that with the group. It's like a you know family string quartet or sometimes it's even a bigger bigger group of people you know kids all the way up to you know older adults that perform at church or perform at you know local functions and stuff like that so that's i think awesome. that's kind of one of my ways of paying my back pay my mom back for being kind of shitty to her back <laughs> in, in school but um yeah that, that was i think my biggest struggle um just kind of separate myself from the rest of the family at times you know i don't yeah. know well, and that seems to be a commonality among oldest, which is like the big difference we do have is is I, I was I'm the youngest and you're the right. oldest. So like there's I think there's certain yeah. uh like well deserved stereotypes that go along with so, that. And Yeah, when I say like I was always shitting on my youngest brother, that was kinda <laughs> your brother Adam was doing that to you probably. Oh yeah. He turned out way worse, don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh I just wonder uh, like, did you kind of pave the way for your younger brothers for as far as like what they were allowed and not allowed to do? Yeah, and okay, stuff like yeah. That? So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah, I had a way rougher time of it than, especially like my youngest brother, Elton. By the time everybody else was already out of the house, he could. Elton was do doing wrong. cocaine and telling everyone to fuck off. He didn't. <laughs> he got <laughs> no, away no. with he, it. He actually, <laughs> I, think, I think that was beneficial for my younger brothers because they probably, you know, used it to make wiser choices probably use me as a model of what not to do in some cases yeah. i don't know so but they all turned out pretty good that's funny um what about you mentioned your your parents a little bit like did that relationship with both of them kind of struggle throughout school um more more so my mom okay. i think i was always close to my dad back then um he he would kind of see it from both sides and and play both sides a little bit it seemed like which would probably cause issues for their relationship too sometimes, but, uh, you know, they made it through and, and, you know, now I, I feel like I'm probably closer with my mom even now. 
Um, even though, yeah, Dad still, I work with him all the time and you know, do do good things on the farm still. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's been definitely a transition from where I was in high school till till now. That's for sure. Did a lot of, a lot of growing up. Well, getting getting out of high school was because you went to where did you go? Central. I went to Central. Yeah. Was that always cool. on the radar, or was it? Um, it was you know top three choices and once. Well, just know, going to college in general it. was that always on? Well, the, yeah, that's. That was always kind of an expectation for my family. So, okay. Um, in one of my rebellious times, and this was, I think, the year after I graduated. So I was, I was after my freshman year in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to drop out and join the military or something. That was after 9-11, too. So I oh, yeah. kind of had designs on that. And it was like really a last-second decision to go back for my sophomore year in college, really, that, you know, I don't know. So it was... But right, all my brothers went. My parents both went to college, and so yeah. I think that was that was just always the expectation. But okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if your parents went to college or not. Um, yep, yep, they both went to Western. They met there, so that was probably also one of my rebellious things is to go to the exact rival school as <laughs> uh, Western. You know, but I don't know. Well, just off off subject, then I'm curious if they both went to Western. So they they lived in Michigan together, and then moved to Louisiana together, and yep. then had you there. Okay. Yep, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they both they both grew up in Michigan. Um, my mom was on the west side of my state. My dad was on the east side of the state. But yeah, they met in college. So. And then you went to Central, right in the middle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so what's what's college life like? Are you now uh, that you're away from home and and? Yeah, from what I remember. <laughs> um, so that fun, huh? <laughs> no, one thing that was pretty fucking like interesting though is like a lot of the old Pine Knob people I, I end up running into there. A lot of a lot of people from Pine Knob that knew went to. I think Kevin did. So many people. Yeah, Kevin went to Central. Saw um, him a couple times. That you know, I think I might have had a class with him. Yeah, I'm having a flashback now of Kevin telling me that he saw you at school. Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a, like quite a while. He lives down in Florida now. Um, so, but and then there was weird. Um, you know, a bunch of people were in the this fraternity Delta Chi that um, my roommates were in. So I went to a bunch of their parties. I never joined or anything. But and then oh, all these people from Clarkson I knew were like also in this fraternity. Like, oh shit, <laughs> that's, that's cool. funny. Yeah. So I don't know. I I definitely partied a lot. Yeah. Um. You know, made my for. classes for the most part, but uh, they say Central's a party school. I know other people will debate. Yeah, which school is the biggest party school, but it's definitely <laughs> top three in Michigan, I would say. Yeah, it's so funny. Central is the one that I never visited. I went to Eastern because okay. I had friends there. Uh, U of M, I just like, I'm just a fan of U of M. I went to State right. for a couple parties, went to Western for a lot of parties. <laughs> so, oh. but, uh, yeah, I don't think I ever went up to Mount Pleasant area. But... Yeah, it's, I mean, the town's not you know much to look at it's like you know a lot of the other college towns are cooler but yeah. this you know the the atmosphere and the environment's pretty sweet there well, yeah so i think good. it all came down to i mean at that age it's just do you know people there or not right yeah that's <laughs> so. i think that was one of the other reasons i went there is because i had my, my freshman year was a roommate that i went to high school with and then nice. i kind of branched out from there but but so so i'm guessing you kind of hinted at it, but that, that freedom away from home was just lots of partying initially. <laughs> What'd you major in? Um, so, yeah, that was another interesting aspect of it is, uh, you know, coming out of high school, I always thought oh, I might be an engineer or architect or somebody that wants to, you know, design or build something because that was something I was cool with. But my senior year in high school was more of like senioritis, pretty bad, where 
my senior math class I slacked off and didn't you know slept through half the classes and then uh, got to college my freshman year and had to take pre-calc and bombed out that was the first time I'd ever you know experienced failure you know at, at school because mm. everything pretty much usually came easily to me but pre-calculus didn't agree with me so then it's like oh shit <laughs> what do I do now so I think my fallback was always kind of teaching because my mom was a teacher um and I think it's been you know the right path for me honestly because I'm good at I'm good with connecting with kids I'm good at connecting with people so I can, I can make that work yeah but I wrote this down because I wanted to ask you about it and I was like no he won't care about that but then you mentioned engineering and design so when we were kids you would draw these immaculate airplane and like aircraft carrier drawings with like rulers and they were just like almost to scale and i remember being like oh these are awesome and i was gonna bring that up and i was like no that doesn't apply but i'm wondering so you mentioned engineering and design and i'm wondering if that kind of stayed in in the background throughout school for you and if you like transitioned that into any like cad work or anything like that uh, it would have if it wasn't for that pesky math. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, after that, I was just like, okay, I'm not going to any field that requires like any kind of math. I took like the easiest college level math class to get that requirement, and I was like, okay, no more math for me. Yeah. I majored in like history and like social studies for for my teaching degree. Okay. Um, had to go back a couple more times since that turned out to be not the best combination of fields if you <laughs> want to get a job in teaching right now, but. Um, but either way, so I, you know, I still like to draw and stuff. It's, it's just more of like, just for fun, it's kind of a, a release. Yeah. If you look at my college uh, notebooks from all my classes, they're littered with doodles and crap like that. That's fun that you still kept uh, that, uh, as a thing, like as small well, as it is, that's, that's fun to know. I mean, for me, <laughs> and, and now it's my son, my son's the same way. Like he, he's even more immaculate with some of the details that he puts into his drawings and. Um, you know, he's into the Legos and then we actually, both my son and daughter, we just, they had their first robotics, uh, virtual tournament, oh, yeah. metered every yesterday. Oh, and wow. so I kind of got roped into being a, a robotics coach for him since it's basically like a, um, kind of self, self study right now. They're not actually meeting. So we were just building yeah. stuff at home and, and they went and competed. So they're into that kind of stuff, you know, the technical stuff. And, and I'm kind of wishing I would have gone into that something cause I got to say, um, two of my younger brothers are both engineers and let's just say they're in a couple higher tax brackets. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, uh, I don't think it, it's ever too late. I know that's a generic statement, but I'm going back to school right now to become a therapist and I won't be starting okay. that until I'm like 43. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, well. and I'm fine with it because it's just like, I spent so many years doing bullshit jobs and you know, the things that I was passionate about, like playing music and stuff, I'm not going to get like a, you know, a job doing that <laughs> realistically. Right. Uh. And so when I started this podcast and then started taking just like some, uh, psychology and therapy classes and mental health classes, um, I was like, Oh, I can literally do this for a job. <laughs> like, uh, right, yeah. Doing this podcast is basically like a, yeah, it's and, and, almost for people. So yeah. Well, it, you know, it taps into that part of the brain at least where you're kind of inquisitive and, and tying things together and stuff. So it's it's been super great and <laughs> just had to spin off on that. So if that's the direction you end up going. Um, but kind of talking about family, 
when did you meet your wife? Uh, so that's, yeah, that's another long story. I don't know how, <laughs> how in-depth you want to get, but. Go um, nuts. I got, I got all, all the time until the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> she, that's right. She's from uh, your neck of the woods, actually. Oh, really? Um, yep. She grew up in Highland area, went to Lakeland High School. Okay. Um, I think she was two years behind me. So, you know, there was a time when we were probably living, you know, 15, 20 minutes apart, but didn't know each other. But her folks had a cabin up here in Hale on a, on a lake. So she would come up in the summers. And when I was in high school, so here's a, here's a awesome thing about me being in high school. Here in Hale, we have the one traffic light, as you know. And then, like, the big place to be, at least when I was in high school, was the subway. I was like, oh, yeah, subway. So I got a job there. Um, you know, there was a time where I was like, oh, this farm stuff's not for me. I'm going to do something else. I'm going to be a sandwich day. artist, damn it. So, yes, I was, the, <laughs> oh, I was the best damn sandwich artist there was. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, um, okay, so there's another port, part to it. I did meet my wife for the first time. I think she was 15 and I was like 17 working at Subway. Oh, that's um, funny. But the only reason that stuck out to her and stuck out to her family is because um, her mom and my dad had kind of an online connection because um, they were, my dad was the only person in Hale that was on AOL at that time. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of got into the whole computing thing, you know, when I was first coming out the internet and stuff. And so he had an AOL account and her mom would uh, go on AOL and like search the Hale area for for somebody to get like you know weather reports or what's going on here yeah so when they were traveling they could kind of get a heads up of what to expect so so my dad i don't know sent a picture of to the family to her so when when i was working in subway all of a sudden they see my name badge jordan and they're like oh are you a barclay they kind of recognize me <laughs> and so that kicked off you know me getting on aol and like iming her back and forth for you know while we were in high school this is still so funny um she came, she came up here and actually even went to, I think, uh, one of the homecoming dances with me. So it was kind of a summertime on and off thing. But, you know, during the school year, we didn't, we, you know, we'd still chat every once in a while. But um, and then I went to college and had other girlfriends and we didn't really, really communicate at all until I guess it was the year after I graduated or the summer after I graduated college. And she ended up moving up here to live at her parents' cabin. And she got a job um, in Tawas, which is near Hale, yeah. at, the, at the state park over there. Um, and so she ran into my mom at the laundromat, said hi, and gave my mom her number and said, hey, have Jordan call me if he's around. So uh, I waited a couple of weeks, you know, played cool, and then gave her a call, and things kind of got back up, you know, got back going. And That's so funny. Been smooth sailing ever since, I suppose. I don't know. That is a that is a rom com setup, if I ever heard one. There that's, you go. That's right. <laughs> that's fantastic. Come up with a name, something about having to do a subway or sandwich artist. <laughs> a sandwich artist of love. Um, well, I always I, served her the best footlongs she ever she ever had in her life. That is the greatest. <laughs> that's what she said. Joke I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. I wanted, you said this, your dad got AOL and I, this occurred to me yesterday. You're the only person I can think of that I only knew pre-internet. Right. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. which is crazy to think about now. Yeah. Like there was no internet during the, uh, the length of our friendship as kids. 
Yeah. Man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, the AOL, man, that introduced me to a whole other fucking rabbit hole I went down for decades. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. That's just nuts. Uh, but hey, it was a simpler time back then. Right? It really was. <laughs> <laughs> just play outside. I can't, like, I, oh, man, it's just... It's a scary place out there. If I, I wanna, I tell everybody if I have kids, I'm just gonna like raise them in a cabin in the woods and never tell them about the internet until they're like 15. Be honest. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, kids, we're gonna, we're gonna go live without electricity. I'm just gonna buy an acre off your dad and build a little cabin back there. Wow. Just be like, this is, this is the whole world. What are you guys talking about? Right. Right. <laughs> um. So you meet your wife. When do you? How old are you when you get married? Or well, you met her a long time ago, but. You guys started. 2006, I graduated college, um, and then actually I moved downstate. Um, she was still living at home and taking college classes, you know, during the school year. It was, it was just so she was up here for the summer. Um, so then we actually moved in together in Milford. Oh, okay. From you guys, yeah. And I was a I was substitute taught at like Novi and you know here on Valley Schools. I think I was just a substitute, kind of going around. That's so funny. You were doing that about the same time. I think I played a couple shows in Milford. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. like 08, 09 area. Okay. Um. So yeah, we were, I think it was 08 was the last year we lived there. That's when we got married. So funny. Um. <laughs> yeah, I probably just missed you because yeah, we 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 were kind of heavy into the downtown scene at Milford too. Yeah. That was part of the living was... living in that kind of small but kind of like hip. Is it a hipster community? Is yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't know. <laughs> So you guys got married while you were living down here? Um, got married in Hale, or actually in Tawas, you know, outdoor wedding at the Tawas Point, but the reception was at my parents' place. Um, and then immediately the next day we had designs that, oh yeah, we're just going to pull up steak and we're going to move to Florida. Oh. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> we drove down to Florida and what it ended up turning out to be was like a two month long honeymoon because <laughs> we, uh, it was, it was, that was kind of the OA kind of downturn in the um economy and getting a teaching job wasn't like they were telling me you know two or four years before that they're like oh yeah you'll get a job easy well yeah <laughs> substitute teaching it was paying the bills but you know it wasn't wasn't enough so i was like oh maybe we can go to florida and we'll get teaching jobs there why florida and wasn't much better uh she had family uh, okay. her grandparents had a condo down there um so that's actually where we started. There was, you know, we had a week, week-long honeymoon in her grandparents' condo, where didn't have to worry about job search. But then after that, I was like, okay, we got to buckle down and get jobs. And we ended up leasing an apartment somehow, even though we didn't have jobs. <laughs> and <laughs> first around, hence the 08 downturn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first around at anything, and and really, yeah, we didn't find any jobs. So getting to the end of the summer, and all of a sudden had to make a decision so uh she applied for a job up in the hail area um and ended up getting it so we moved back here and then i was substitute teaching here you know in hail at the local schools um and then a position came open full-time and i grabbed that and worked in so many different aspects of like education field you know here in my home home school where i, I graduated from so it's it's been pretty interesting it's been a blessing i think so yeah for sure how long are you guys married before you have kids uh okay so got married in 08 and Anoa, my daughter was born in 2010 so basically okay. two years 
Um, and then Jonah, we had him close. He was 2011. So, so they're, they're right now nine. Oh, and you're only a couple of years away from having teenager. Oh shit! Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, right now it's a fun age, but yes, yeah, so I know that there's going to be obviously from from my own history that there's going to be struggles abound as yeah. they get older. So, well, what's it like but, uh, having kids in kind of the town you grew up in and and seeing them go to the schools you went to and and just kind of being a father in that in that role? What's that been like? Uh, I mean, have you had? What are some of the great realizations you had as a parent so far? Uh, well, I, I do appreciate raising kids in this particular environment, you know, having family that's close, um, being in a small town. You know, I, I always wonder what my life would have been like if you know, we had stayed in Clarkson. I went to, you went to Clarkson Middle School and I went to Sashabon Middle School and who I would have been hanging out with. Yeah. You know, and it's like a lot of people that I knew, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't thrive in that big, big school environment, from what yeah. it sounds like, so... Um, so being in a small town, kind of close knit community, everybody kind of knows everybody. I think it's, it's a good, good place to raise kids. I don't know if I'd want to raise them anywhere else, you know, bigger, bigger town, big city like that. So that's been a blessing. Um, just realization raising kids. I do try to not impress my will over them as much as like my parents (laughs) did. You know, I think that's one, that's one takeaway that. But at the same time, yeah, you do have to have rules and be strict. But you know, I, th- I think it's even like a line in the movie Big Daddy. With it. <laughs> it's like it's a great movie. You gotta, you gotta like give them options and let them make the right choice. You know? yeah. So it's like that's kind of more my parenting style as opposed to telling them, you know, you gotta do this, this, and this, and yeah. being overly strict. And then you'll find out when they're like thirty if you did good or not. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it's still crapshoot. There's no <laughs> yeah, exactly. No telling you're doing it the right way until yeah, until you get to the end of the road. So I wonder. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. oh, you're good. I was just going to ask. Like you mentioned, kind of raising them in the small town and stuff. Uh, do you see any challenges in that? Like as far as uh, diversity or different cultures? I mean, not that we had that in Oakland County, Michigan, which I I talk about all too often on here because. It's, you know. Well, yeah, the, the diversity we have up here is pretty few and far between. But, um, yeah, I, I know because I've been out in the world and, you know, seen diversity and, and it's different forms. So I can teach that to my children. Yeah. And, you know, allow them to, to, to be a little bit more cultured to where I think a lot of people that live in northern Michigan, you know, not just in Hale, but in this area in particular don't really get out to see what else is out there. So they're just like kind of stuck with their, you know, their own opinions that they have been passed down from generation to generation. So that, that is kind of a struggle, you know, with kids in school yeah. that I teach, um, you know, I, I don't worry about that with my children, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it, that know? obviously rests on the parents. So that's, that's a good thing to have the, the will to teach them and stuff. Um, yeah. Don't even get me stuck on that tangent. <laughs> I can be here for a it's got to teach their kids that it's not just falling on the teacher's shoulders yeah as far as teaching goes uh you mentioned your special education teacher so yep that's been my current position for the last two years i'm going back right now and getting a master's right now in special ed so oh nice so Um, did you kind of fall into that and develop a, a kind of a passion for it or is it something that you sought out yeah i didn't seek it out 
actively. I, I, I knew when I was struggling to get a job, you know, with my history and social studies degree that I was like, man, I got to, you know, diversify myself a little bit more. So um, I thought about special ed and I was like, oh man, that's a lot of extra schooling and you got to go back and do another, you know, student teaching. I didn't want to do that at the time. So then I actually went into the Spanish route for a while. I was uh, taking Spanish classes and teaching in Spanish groom for, I think, three years or four years. And I like that too. But the problem with taking Spanish classes in Michigan is that at the end of your, um, the end of your uh, road, you have to uh, take a test that proves that you can speak fluently in Spanish. And Ooh. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's more it's more requirements than just the regular teaching uh, education requirements. Yeah. So I could speak pretty good intermediate Spanish, but I wasn't like to their level ex- expectation, which is like, a, I don't know, not, not necessarily a master of it, but at least be able to speak it fluently. So, so that was a struggle. And then all of a sudden I got, I was kind of like sought out to teach special ed because I was, I was actually doing a job that I was probably overqualified for, you know, in the school as a parapro. And, uh, you know, I worked with some special needs students and, and the director, the special ed director at that time just kind of saw something like, hey, this guy knows how to, you know, I, I guess I'm patient with students. I have that yeah. kind of quality. <laughs> and that's something that's definitely very important with that you know, student population. So I said, hey, we got this opening. If you want to kind of get your feet wet and start going back and taking courses. And, and I think that's been really, I guess that's what I should have been doing all along because it, it does kind of fit with my personality pretty well. That's good. I mean, that's awesome that you found that. Right. How far are you into the master's program? Um, so this is my second year. I'm taking a class right now, and then I think next fall I will be doing it's like a student teaching internship type thing. But yeah. I'll be doing it in my current placement at my at my job. So nice should work out pretty well. So then by the yeah by this time next year I should have the master's wrapped up. You said your wife teaches too, or no? Yep, yep, she does preschool. Oh, right, right. So she's she's had both my kids in her class already. <laughs> um, what is that like for a kid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. They, I think it, my wife Angela, she was, uh, you know, pretty good about it and would try not to treat them differently than any other kids. But I think they would always get embarrassed by me. I would come down to their class since I'm in the same building and yeah. have lunch with them sometimes and do stuff to intentionally embarrass them and stuff like that. So that, <laughs> that is one thing, I guess. You, get, you can't keep it too serious. I know I always just say I was embarrassed by my parents, but I definitely think maybe that is part of a parent's job is to <laughs> embarrass your kids every once in a while. And, you know, oh, yeah. I think it just bound to happen. Um, <laughs> couple, a couple generic podcast questions for you. Yeah, yeah. So what, thinking about... I mean, your childhood to now. Uh, what are what are a couple of moments that kind of defined who you are and where you're at in your life? Um, so I know a lot of your podcasts that I've listened to kind of border on this thing with alcohol and being sober and stuff like that. And I think, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get into too much detail, but when I was in college, I was definitely an alcoholic. You know, it was something that you know my my undergrad cut. Yeah, undergrad yeah. so um you know getting 
and without going into too much trouble, around that same time, there was I had a, I had a, some legal trouble drinking and driving, and that kind of hurt me both uh, career-wise and you know a lot of other things. Yeah, that's so a, that's that, a harsh eye opener. The that that that's one thing that I think started to kind of like force me to start growing up a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, meeting my wife and and having children that was that was definitely the the biggest thing that's kind of helped me to grow and develop a little bit as a person that, you know, I think, I think a lot of my looking back behaviors were pretty selfish. Like I was self-centered back then. And so now I'm trying to be a little bit more giving, give back to the community, give back to you know, people who supported me through, yeah. through my more rebellious and, and difficult stages. You think it was just like a, a self-medicating or coping mechanism? Uh, I think it Maybe it's more of just the lifestyle, the party, party atmosphere, you know, at college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't, it's probably a way for me to, you know, because there was times where I was socially awkward and, and had trouble, you know, fitting into certain crowds. So it was, I think kind of opened me up, relaxed me a little bit and. Probably, you know, being the life of the party, I think you've said this before, too, on some of your podcasts. It's, it's not always the, the best thing when you wake up the next morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I the one thing that I, I really enjoy not having anymore from not drinking is, is the, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> dead awake, like, just full of shame and regret. Even if you didn't yeah. do anything, but it's, like, the natural feeling that comes over oh, you. Yeah. So you're like, I've oh, yeah. Had, had many of those moments. Yeah, those are those are the worst. <laughs> like, there's plenty about drinking that I miss, but uh, yeah, those those are the ones that I'm like, oh yeah, no, but that part sucks so bad. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I oh, I have one more of my generic podcast questions. I'm trying to fit these in, and eventually I'll stop introducing them this way. <laughs> but oh, no uh, if you could apologize to anyone living or dead, uh, who would it be, and for what? So, yeah, I think I've already kind of touched on that, but my, my mom, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I treated her like dog shit for a long time. Uh, she to- totally didn't deserve it. You know, she is like the sweetest person ever. You know, everybody I talked to was like, oh, your mom's so nice. And I used to really not like her for a long time when I was younger. And, you know, for no reason except for, like I said, I was probably just being selfish. And um, I, I mentioned I got in legal trouble. And again, without going into too much trouble. Yeah. I didn't tell her about it, um, but I was, you know, going to court and handling handling my business. Um, but it happened to be on Mother's Day <laughs> is when court sent a letter to, you know, my parents' address in the mail, and she was the one that got it and opened it. <laughs> what is this from Marquette County Courthouse? Um, happy Mother's Day! <laughs> yeah, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Uh, so I do have to apologize for that, Mom. I'm sorry. Um, and like I said. A lot of what I do now is trying to kind of make up for that. You know, I play the violin with her. I help her, you know, Sunday school today. We were just at, um, you know, just, just little things trying, trying to be more like, I guess, like her. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Uh, cause I, I think we share some of that and then we branch off in two separate directions where like, yeah, I was a terrible child <laughs> and like me and all well, me and my brother together like the shit my mom had to deal with i can't even yeah. i can't That's even right. imagine um and 
you know, it, it'll get thrown in my face sometimes with the, the, the overarching statement, like until you're a parent, you won't understand dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but, uh, then, I mean, where I'm at now is kind of opposite of where you're at, where I'm just like, uh, I'm going through things where I'm like, I was a kid. Like I take responsibility for being like a little shit, but at the same time, like I was a child and right. I can only apologize for so much because I was a child. <laughs> um, and then everybody just, you mentioned like, everyone's always like, Oh, my mom's so nice. And everything, your mom's so nice. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's very funny. Cause I, I think, and I'm not saying your mom's not a nice person. I remember her being <laughs> super pleasant oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and, and, and smiling and friendly. And, um, but, I think the parents we know, like the people we know as our parents are not the same people that the public and their friends know. And, you know, like, just like how I act around my mom and my brother is not really the same person yeah. I am around yeah, I, I can see that, people. Sure. So it's, it's funny because I think we share a lot of the same feelings about our childhood in regards to our moms, but then like you're at a place where you're like, so I'm trying to make up for that. And I'm at a place where like, I'm trying to separate myself from that. So it's it's a it's a funny how that road diverges in, in two different ways. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think my parents tried their best to shelter me. I think growing up, and that's one thing that as a parent now, I don't want my kids to be sheltered. I want them to see what's out there and and you know experience different things that I never had a chance. To. And and obviously with technology, and internet, they they can do that more. Yeah. But <laughs> too much um, sometimes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a balancing act there. Well, I, I don't think I have any more questions. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> I have a ton of questions for you. I don't, I don't know if the pod is the best place to have a, yeah, a that's fair. conversation. But, you know, I would definitely, you know, if you're up in this area, I know you said you make it to hail every so often. Yeah, one of my place. wife's best friend, and I mean, I, I guess I should just call her my friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's our friend, but yeah. they have a cabin right there on, what is it, Lost Lake? No. Yeah. Uh, Long Lake. Right? Long Lake. Yeah. Or yeah. Loon Lake. It's uh, one of them. It's one of those. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we we go up there. Um, and then I like I went up there. I think that's when I messaged you. I was up there in like October. I went up there by myself. Yeah. They're like, we're not using the cabin and it's COVID. And I was like, yeah, I'll that's go by good. myself. Awesome. Wow. So. Well, shoot. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. We'll have to have some NA beer and uh, <laughs> meet the family. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, oh, I was going to ask you based on that. Yeah. Like, so do you not drink? anymore uh <laughs> or do you drink sometimes <laughs> can't say i'm totally sober but okay yeah you know. hey more power to you i mean if you found uh, a, a healthy balance that's that's right that's, that, that's, that's what i strive for <laughs> yeah absolutely um well cool well yeah uh, i'll i'm gonna message you my number okay and then feel free to reach out because this is this has been fucking fantastic <laughs> i know <laughs> this is awesome it's uh, uh just, it, like, just like old times yeah know? we'll have to not take I'm messaging my number now. We'll have to not take, you know, three decades next time. Well, there you <laughs> go. Right. And if you hey. if you talk to your brothers, I mean, tell them, tell them I said hi. I don't know if yeah, Alden well, will remember I'll, I'll me. Be, I'll be shouting out the podcast when it airs. So, awesome. So I think maybe you'll have some new listeners after that. I always <laughs> strive for that. I found out I All have right. subscribers in South Africa, Ireland, oh. Belgium and Spain. And I was like, what? Who are you people? <laughs> oh, wow. I try to ask them on the podcast. I'm like, reach out to me. I want to know who you yeah, are. <laughs> who are these people? But that's, I mean, that's very cool. I mean, this is a it's great crazy. format and I appreciate it. I mean, I kind of did it more for selfish reasons. But yeah, just having a chance to, to get caught and 
come back up with you. But absolutely, yeah. I'm, this, I'm hoping your listeners get something else out of this too. <laughs> this is long overdue, and you know, I always the these like people I haven't talked to in forever. But in in today's times, it's always like a little sketchy because if the conversation goes in a certain way, like especially politically, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so, what, yeah. The, thank you for mentioning that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing any political stuff. Yeah. Right now. I'm just so, <laughs> so I'm happy we could have a, a conversation uh, without without the conflict of of bullshit that's going on in the world because. I don't know how you feel about that. I make it very clear how I do, so right, right. It's, no. it's always a possibility. But I mean, I just think we got to find some common ground between you know all parties, you know, all yeah. sides. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey. Well, awesome, Jordan. It was cool. It was great seeing you. I love that. Uh, I got to see you in glasses. Really bringing <laughs> it back. Uh, <laughs> yep, still representing. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me on. This was so fun. Absolutely. Well, don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to keep talking to you. For sure. Appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. You just listened to my interview with my friend Jordan, who moved away when I was a kid. It's crazy, though. The uh, Oh, my God. I was just overjoyed uh, seeing him, and he looks just like his dad. Jordan, you're probably listening to this, and you know that with that quarantine look you pointed it out, you do look a lot like your – well, at least how I remember your dad – uh, you know, 20 some years ago. So <laughs> it's funny that, 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 that happened, but you guys, seriously, I know I said it at the top of the episode, but if you have an opportunity to speak to someone that you used to know, uh, in a different lifetime, I highly recommend it. And, and I hope to continue this friendship with Jordan and maybe we'll get to hang out when all this COVID crap is over and, and catch right back up. So thank you guys for listening. Remember to leave a review or rate in Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast. Five stars is preferred. <laughs> if it's not five stars, uh, please let me know so I can fix that. <laughs> um, is that creepy? It's a little creepy. And then uh, reach out to me. If you guys have any feedback or questions or comments or concerns, you can find me at Friend Request Pod on Instagram and Facebook at Friend Request JL, which I never use on Twitter. And you know what? If you're looking for me specifically, find me at Justin Lamb Music on every platform imaginable. Can you find the weirdest platform that I'm on? That's your task. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Happy March. Bye-bye. Love you.